Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. Is this episode 70? I don't know. I, I think keep track. I, I think this is episode 70. Uh, I yes, am, yes it is. I'm excited. That's really cool. We've hit 70. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who we are. Who are we? I'm Derek. We'd be able to retire if we were if, if our number of episodes was a person. And two more episodes of syndication, right? Is 72 episodes? Is that what it is? I think a syndication. Nobody's picking us up. This no, week. no, nobody is ever. <laughs> but, but you know, it's fun to think that it would have been possible. Yeah. Um, I am Derek. I am one of the regular hosts of Screen Heroes. I have my two other regular hosts with me, Ryan Hello. and Ray. Hello. And it's just us. It's just us tonight, today, nice. whatever. I like Peaceful. every once in a while having a, a little group family thing as opposed to party time with the Screen Heroes. Yeah. But Amber Elliott... Killed it last week. She had a lot of she fun. Did, yeah, she did, yeah. That was a really fun episode. Great conversation to what could have been a really disastrous episode. <laughs> I do have to say, though, I, I was to... ready to go down in a blaze of glory, though. Yeah, like, you I, were. I was ready to, like... I want to give gonna... Ryan a lot of credit for the creativeness. Creativity. creativity the creativity that... Oh, thank you. Um, I speak good. The creativity <laughs> that Ryan brought to uh, to last week's episode. I completely agree. I now just want to have you, like, fan cast all my girly fandoms. Like, oh, my gosh. You're doing <laughs> my little pony can, next. I don't know if my brain can handle that. Like, if the studio <laughs> wants to pay me to do that, then I'm right. not going to handle it. But, yeah, well, yeah, sure. Syndicated. If, the, uh, if a studio pays sure. us to do anything, I think we'd be a little more flexible about what that was. Um, well, at least... I need you guys behind me. Don't you want him to finish off the princesses and... The princesses are going mean, to finish that's, off that, each other. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like he's killing yeah. off all the Disney princesses. Well, I mean, that was kind of, you know, the pitch. Is, that what, is that what it was? Well, I mean, At maybe. Least, yeah. We don't know. We fair don't enough. know. I didn't finish the story. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, this week we are not talking about Disney princesses. Absolutely not. Not even close. This week we have a uh, completely different topic. This is um, Ryan's idea for mm-hmm. this topic. And we are going to be talking about the anime One Punch Man. Yeah. Not before the manga. We, before we dig into it, was there news that happened this week? I feel like I mean, there's always probably that happened some that we, news. We could... Oh, hey guys. We are now on officially day six of what I've been calling uh, Wine Watch, which is <laughs> wine watch. Um, when grown white conservative Texans, for the most part, decide that a women's only screening of Wonder Woman is impugning on their rights. Yeah, I think that was the biggest news this week. I mean, I've seen it all over Facebook. It made the New York Times. It won't stop. So for those that don't know, Alamo Drafthouse posted that they were doing a women-only screening of Wonder Woman. I think they expanded that, actually. It started... Originally, it was one. The Austin location started at first. It was one showing the Tuesday after 
the opening weekend. It sold out in 15 minutes, so they expanded it to two. And then the other locations were offered the option. Not all of them have picked it up. Our local one in Kansas City did. And it sold out its two showings in uh, two days. Yeah. And then basically the, the drama is that... Uh... It's sexist a bunch of, and, yeah, men uh, and women are saying that it's sexist and, you know, we're not going to get into the politics of it here. No, it, it just, it seems like a weird thing to get really mad about when, first off, it's a Tuesday night. So it's not like opening night screenings are now made unavailable to half the population. That's right. not true. Um, it's None of not, us are going because it's on a Tuesday night. We well, we're going to be show. here. Yeah. Um, it's not even opening weekend. It's not even mm-hmm. in the first five days, which in the movie world is a number that really matters. It's the first five days box office. Right. This is not. This would be on day six. It like it's it's the next week's box office at this point. Yeah. Um, Tuesday night, middle of the week kind of thing. It seems like an odd thing to get really upset about when, especially Alamo Draft House does stuff like Guys Night and they already do Girls Night and they already do all these different themed things. They did say that they are are more than happy to include an all-male showing for Thor and an all-clown showing for It. So I, I fully embrace that they're supporting various groups. So whichever side you're on... You know, I'm sure you've already made your opinion known I'm on sure Facebook you have. because Absolutely. everybody has. Um, but yeah. that, that was a big thing. I will say that as so we're recording, of course, on Tuesday. If you're not watching us live on Twitch, um, and uh, the initial reviews are coming in for Wonder Woman, and we, gave our we got to see it. And yeah, we weren't embargoed on our review. We could have done a full spoiler review. We could have, but yep. we're nice and right. didn't, didn't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, the reason we were not embargoed was because no studios gave us any, any tickets to yeah. go see it. We so, earned them on our own. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, but here, real, real quick, before I just wanted real, this was like our first like big video on YouTube was our spoiler free review of Wonder Woman. Yes, it's uh, had over sixty two hundred views, which for us is a big deal because our entire channel. Had about 3,800 before. <laughs> Within six to eight hours, we had multiple people hating on us. So that's just... To be fair, it was mostly on just me. So if you want to add into the... If you want to add into the hate... It was much deserved. Uh, it's Hero Podcast... Uh, Hero's Podcast Network on YouTube. Yes. Or just go to Hero's Podcast. You can tell me how much white trash I am and everything else. People were really people. mad that I talked about the how the movie physically looked. Like yeah, the colors. The colors, yeah. Um, which... I mean, it's a visual medium, so it seems weird to hate on somebody for mentioning the visual aspects of a visual medium. Right. I mean, it would be like not talking about the audio quality of a radio show or a CD. Well, so it's also, it's also relevant because in the, the past several movies, a lot of the, you know, not the biggest complaints, but a complaint that people have had is that it looked like there's some sort of sepia filter, or even in Suicide Squad that wasn't Zack Snyder, there was yeah. a lack of color. And so, you know, I think I mean, that's a it's because point. that was filmed like mostly at night. And well, if sure. it hadn't been, because all the characters are wearing yeah. bright colors and they did the neon splash paint 80s effect for a lot of the intros and things like that. So they tried, but they still filmed most, most of, of it the at, night, place at night. And it's, so they I try to lighten up even the indoor scenes. It was just kind of interesting that this was like our first big video. Um, yeah. we've, we, it was not our first spoiler-free, what we call quick movie take. It's I think it's our fourth one. Anytime we get an opportunity to see the film before opening day, we'll go ahead and do one of those 
but we're only going to do it for films that we're interested in. So, you know, if we earn passes to The Mummy or Kingsman or Valerian this summer, we'll go ahead and do that. But you're not going to see it for, you know, Rough Night or Baywatch or something. Well, Baywatch is already out, so. It was just an example, Derek Mayer. And it apparently was, it was part of the worst Memorial Day box office since 1998. And there were two big movies this weekend between Baywatch and Pirates of the Caribbean, and nobody cared. No. Yeah. Um, no, no. 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 Not a big surprise. So, going back to Wonder Woman just a little bit. Sure. You know, I believe it's an important film. It's the first movie in 10 years to feature a female superhero as the lead, but you don't think that's important? That's cool. I'm not mad at you. Go what, see it. What was be- the movie 10 years ago? Um, Catwoman and Elektra. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, Catwoman, she's not a I mean, superhero. Kick-Ass had a, had a, you know, she, she for all intents and purposes. No, but she was, might as well have been. She was definitely the hero it, of the movie. It, it's named after You're right. Kick-Ass. I mean, that's no, true. I, I was just meaning that I thought you were saying Catwoman, and I, I wouldn't consider her a superhero. So that's, In yeah. that movie, she had powers, though. So. And she Whoa, was on well, the good really side. Really good basketball I, I meant more if she's a bad guy normally. But I didn't. I also didn't see it. So, okay, she's a good she guy. She's really good at basketball. That was her power. Okay. Anyway, my point is, see it because you want to. Don't see it if you don't want to. Don't let all the politics get in the way of you having it's, a good time at the movie. It's so weird because while we haven't really had a lot of female-led superhero stuff, we have had a couple really successful female-led action franchises like Resident Evil and Underworld. And somehow those are okay. People will go spend money to see that, but everybody's really worried about a, a female superhero lead. What's the difference? I don't know. In <laughs> 2014, Frozen was the biggest movie of the year, and, and it came out in December. It was still the biggest movie of the year. 2015, Maleficent and Lucy broke box office records. Like, it, it's possible you go see these films. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. But people saying that they're not going to see Wonder Woman is for two reasons always. And it's, one, it's a woman. And two, it's because DC, you suck so hard. And, Marvel's like, better. I'm right. a DC hater. Also, I found out. Yeah, right? Despite the fact that my business, my side business is like 90% Mostly DC. But no, DC. Marvel's paying you, right? Right, Marvel right. pays me, yeah. Yeah. Marvel pays you me. You wish. <laughs> no, I'd have a better haircut. <laughs> you have a better podcast, too. I'd have a lot of better things if Marvel was paying me. Um, so, go see Anyway, yeah. But if you, if you are curious what our spoiler-free thoughts are, it is on, the, on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. And we're going to talk about it spoiler-filled uh, next week. Yeah. Yes. So, so many spoilers. So many. All the spoilers. All the Every spoilers. spoiler. Every single spoiler. I will give you a spoiler right here and right now. There is no post-credit scene, so don't waste your time. Unless there wasn't one in the or just in the early screenings. It's that possible Marvel's done that before, but well, it seems D- unlikely. Uh, Warner Brothers and Patty Jenkins have announced that they... Oh, okay. It's just DC is, quote, not doing that. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm okay with that. They Which, did that in the last two movies, didn't they? Didn't they have that one with uh, Batman meeting up with uh, Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad? It was like mid credits. It wasn't even then. Like, it's still was that post credits. That wasn't at the end of the movie. That was in the credits at least. I'll have to watch it again. Was the end of the credits. If it was, that was the only one that did it. So, mm. and I guess maybe they're saying that Suicide Squad is is like parallel to like the bigger umbrella stuff. That's fair. Like you okay. know how like the, the Netflix Marvel versus the yeah. the big screen Marvel. Mm. I don't know. Seems I like forgot about we're that trying scene. to split too many hairs. Yeah, yeah. let's let's yeah. talk about One Punch Man. 
Okay, so sure. Ryan, since this was your idea, why don't you let people who don't know know who is no, no. One Punch Man? Well, uh, One Punch Man is the, the, the anime is the story of a man who uh, is basically so powerful that he's bored with his life and... It's essentially, it's really hard to describe without watching it, but it's the struggles of what it would be like if you had ultimate power and nobody could do anything to even challenge you in the entire universe. doesn't matter. Nothing is power, as powerful as you are. Um, the, the anime itself has a lot of underlying tones that are really interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but, and there's a lot, it's a lot deeper than, than that, but that's yeah. the essential premise is, you know, what, with unlimited power, what happens? And so, like, it's it's on Earth, but clearly in a, on, like, a continent that doesn't really exist. Um, and there's these gigantic monster creatures, and a lot of them are some fun stereotype bad or, guys. Or the direct, like, you, you can <laughs> ide- identify them as from another anime. Straight rip-offs. Yeah, <laughs> that was done on purpose, obviously. Yeah, but. it's a little bit, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Um, but well, very satirical very, yeah, of, of the whole genre, yeah. really. Is, yeah, both superhero is. and anime yeah. genre. So Absolutely. American or Western and Eastern. Mm-hmm. Now, for those you know who who aren't aware, there is also a manga and a web series. We're only caught talking about the anime, yeah. but there's a so, you know you I do can, intend to read the manga at some point. But it, you know, with my right. uh, track record with the comic books and things like that, it's probably <laughs> not going to happen for a while. But you can, I'll add it to my stack. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can. Dig deeper. Uh, the web comic came out in two thousand nine, and uh, it has over a hundred chapters. So, you want to tie yourself down for a long project? That, that do like one a week in two There's years. There's worse from things now. you could do with yeah. your life. Absolutely. Sure. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna be talking about that. So if you have not seen the One Punch Man anime, uh, which is available on uh, on Netflix, and I think Hulu mm-hmm. too. Um, they are doing a, I think, a Blu-ray. Re- release yeah. here soon in the oh, next cool. couple months yeah and um, season two is also supposed to come out soon we yeah. are gonna have spoilers yeah so spoilers. at this point so if you don't want to know stuff that's gonna happen in it um you can always come back to this one later when you get a chance to watch it and since it's on netflix and hulu it's very accessible mm-hmm. um as right now now it may have just been that i was using a tablet app but uh, netflix would not allow me to do any dubbing i was it was subtitles only for english and i don't speak japanese so i that that's my preferred method of, of watching uh, foreign stuff anyway is with the subtitles. I like using the original voices, uh, but just for anyone who's wondering. So. And I, when it released on Netflix, there was dubbing. but Yeah, so I don't know if it was those. just because of the tablet app I was using or if um, that's changed. So, For example, Scrubs is no longer on Netflix. Oh, bummer. It bums me out a little bit, actually. So, all right, so we are going to get started here. Uh, we do have a few people in chat. Dogsthorpe is back. We haven't seen him in a while. He's a mega One Punch Man fan. So he I is an S class, an S class super fan. And for those who don't know that, did he write that? He did. Oh, okay. yeah. The heroes are put into different classes: uh, C, B, A, and S. S being the top level, most right. Super awesome, I assume that stands for here. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> they should have just had an S on their chest for everybody that was in S class. Yeah, yeah, that's a that good hasn't way. Been done yet. It's a good way to get sued. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a symbol for hope in this universe, Derek. Right, obviously. Yeah. So it's right. not a copyright. <laughs> my, my mistake. Um, so, all right, so where should we get started? I mean, I would say, well, I haven't really talked about your overall impressions of the of this show. No, we haven't. So. Mainly because I finished it today. Yeah. Um, it was a show that I had always planned to watch, but hadn't gotten around to it. So this, I was I managed to knock it out in a couple of days here. 
Um, so the s- s- last two thirds of the season are so much better than the first third. The first third almost lost me because um, the first couple of episodes are very, very episodic. Um, where there's you know, some big giant monster shows up to attack the city and one punch man beats it in one punch. And like, that's funny once, maybe okay. twice. And they kind of kept going that way. Um, but then it becomes very serialized and there's this overarching story and you get to know these other characters and they expand on the, uh, the heroes association and all of that. And, um, you know, then aliens attack. And it was, so that was all really cool. Um, so by the end of it, I I want more. I want to know what happens next because they left a lot of threads absolutely just hanging at the end. And for me to care is obviously a good sign. Yeah. So I want to know what happens. So you next. enjoyed it? Yes. Yes. Rachel, I'm not quite sure it's for me. Um, it's not the subject matter that's actually incredibly interesting. I do like very similar things like Power Rangers and um, superhero stuff. I actually but, have a theory as to why you don't like it, but I'll get into that's, it. Ooh. That's fair. Ooh. It's totally fair. Not, it's not a per like I'm not I, gonna attack her personally. <laughs> I maintain that it's probably because of the subtitles. I don't do those very well. Not the biggest fan of them. Uh, for a TV show, I like to have eight other things going on if I'm gonna sit down and binge watch something. So I would have preferred the dubbed version. Um. But yeah. I'm not the biggest anime fan, and it has nothing... None of us are, I think, to be fair. Right. We all, none of us no. are really deep into anime. Not deep. No, no, no. I've always liked the style, so I've always wanted to get more into anime. I feel like there's a bit of a bar to kind of break into it, and I just haven't had the time to put that effort in. Yeah. yeah so, um, But, I mean, I love cartoons, and I grew up with stuff that was very anime in style, like, like Voltron, for example, um, that, you know, I guess Voltron kind of was an anime. Yeah. It was. It was absolutely. Yeah. Anime, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the styles haven't changed a whole lot since then from, from an anime perspective. So, obviously, there's, you know, better graphics now. But, obviously, this is my podcast idea. So, I loved it. I thought it, it reminded me very much of, uh, like, the He-Man cartoons and stuff in the, in the 80s. Mm. Uh, oh, where you had, similar. like, the named villains and, like, <laughs> you know, these ridiculous moves and stuff like that. And, and all the named heroes and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that was, and how ridiculous the animation was and things like that. It all very much reminded me of the stuff that I used to watch as a kid. So yeah. And that was, that part was a lot of fun to watch. It, it truly was. Visually, like it's by far the best visuals of an anime that I've seen. Like I've it's a, a couple beautiful of them, but, show. Yeah. I really like that. And the different artists like doing different things, but in the same fight, like it, it was really cool. It threw me off at first. Because, like, it's mainly, like, don't get me wrong, they, they do it with a lot of the characters, but specifically with, uh, is it Satami? Is that how you say his name? Satama? Saitama. Yeah. Saitama. Um, he, uh, you can he, call him One Punch Man if that's easier. He changes All very, very often, right? And it basically just depends on what his mood is, right? right? He has a different anime style for each, like, mood that he has. And it took me a minute to kind of to settle into that. And get used to it because I'm used to I'm I'm more used to westernized animation where the characters look exactly the same forever, yes. right? Yeah. You know, look at The Simpsons or Family Guy or Futurama; they never their change. Their clothes never change. Their like facial expressions never change. It's very yeah cut and paste. So for this character to be different shot to shot because of his mood changing and the style's totally different. Um, it took me a couple of episodes to get used to it, but by the end of it, I loved it. Yeah. So I feel like my opinion on that whole thing is that it was more of a sat. That was, but in itself, was a satire of of other anime because you get all these other characters in other animes that are just like 
you know, super into everything and just, yeah. you know, uh, very intense all the time. And he's just kind of like this dumpy looking. I mean, he's not dumpy because you see him with his shirt off and he's like super cut, but in right. the costume, he looks super dumpy and like. Well, that's kind of the kind of the, the joke going through as as one thread through all of it is that he's like this totally aloof, not super motivated yeah. guy who also at the same time is the most powerful fighter on the planet. Yeah. Right. And probably in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's, it, it is really funny how like he's fighting somebody and what he, what he is he most upset about is that like he was too late to get the food that he wanted. Right. Yeah. He couldn't, get to, he couldn't get to the sale at the market. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was so good. That was like, you know, his whole city's being destroyed, but that was just heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. You know? That's the thing he loves is to get his deals at the market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, there were certain fights, and I guess we can get into something. So, so the show starts off the very first uh, episode of the show. You get to see him fight Vaccine Man, who's ba- he's a, he's a rip off some some other show that I'm not familiar with. Um, he looked like he was straight out of Dragon Ball Z. I but... don't think that's what I mean. He could have it could have been, but I, yeah. I, there was Boros was actually like straight out of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he, I mean, he looked that style as well. But he might have been. Yeah, exactly. You can see him on the end there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Vaccine Man, who is uh, telling his huge epic backstory about how <laughs> all the humans on, in the world are destroying the planet, and Mother Nature sent him. How dare this hero for fun mm-hmm. even show up to this fight? And uh, in the middle of his monologuing, Monologue. one punch and he's done. I absolutely love when TV shows do the big monologues from either the hero or the villain, and... Well, it's there's really something they love the show then because there's so much. <laughs> I know, of that. I know, but there's there's always such a twist on it nowadays, and it cracks me up so much. You know, yeah. I think really when um, Incredibles called out Syndrome for doing it, and like, oh, look at you, you got me monologuing. Right, right. Ever since then, TV shows have picked up. Like, well, that's just stupid. Like, why do we let these characters do that in the middle of a fight? Yeah, I think what really caught my interest was that not only do these characters monologue all the time, yeah. good, good and bad. But they also monologue about the most mundane oh, yeah. things on the planet. Yeah. They're not even monologuing about their grand plans. They're monologuing about like just the simplest stuff, and like you know how they how they do this one particular move. Or uh, at the end, it, with Boros, he's talking about how like he doesn't normally like charge up this much because it's like anaerobic and it's bad. It's very weird. When they're fighting on this giant city-sized spaceship. Well, what's funny is that uh, Saitama actually, like, touches on that, too. And I think in, like, the second or third episode, whenever Genos shows up to his apartment or whatever, and he's, like, going on about his backstory, and and he he shows him, like, getting progressively, like, more irritated. (laughs) And he's like, 20 words or less! And and so, yeah, he kind of makes fun of that whole thing. And that's referenced several times throughout the show, too. But, yeah, that... It's another thing, you know, another part of the satire like, of the genre. Saitama's entire attitude through the whole thing is he's just annoyed with the world. Right. He's frustrated with everybody else. He, like, I feel like he would just be much happier if he could sit at his house and just read all the time and not have to deal with anybody else. Yeah, I mean, that's... But he likes... He, but he likes being a hero he likes if right. he can be challenged. Yeah. If he can be challenged, right. And that's that's the real key is he... The, the, the fight with Boros at the end, I think... That he liked. Yeah. That was worth it for him. But yeah. every other fight was just a giant waste of his time. Right. You know? Um, like, so, 
Sorry, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, like, like, like when even when he and Genos were fighting each other, you know, because Genos was put up as a class, uh, a class oh, S right off the bat. You know, right off the bat, he's a cyborg, incredibly powerful, and they're sparring, and you know, Saitama's just like, man, you know, he's yeah. not, he's dodging he, kind of. Yeah, and, yeah. Genos <laughs> is like taking it super seriously, and Saitama's just like, let's go get some dumpling. Yeah, you know? it's like, like I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because Genos studied and he passed his test. He did. Yeah, Saitama didn't. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. care. So, um, also in the first episode, you get um, one of my favorite uh, monsters from the whole series, which is Crablante. The great <laughs> Crablante. Would like that. That guy. That's that totally reminded me of He Man because that guy. There's actually a guy in He Man that looks very similar. Oh, he's definitely like. But he's just got yeah. a dude with normal legs and yeah. like whitey tidy tidy whities, <laughs> and then he's like a crab because he ate too much crab. Is his backstory? Yeah. Well, that was the, I loved his explanation because yeah. they always have to explain who they are, right? And he's and like, and it. I just ate a lot of crab, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's crab man. Right. <laughs> but then you also get a little bit of backstory for Saitama. You yeah. know, he was a guy that is like us, you know, basically just wandering around, kind of depressed with how life is, and you know, going to a job or try, in his case, well, he trying to get a yeah. job, um, you know, things like that, and then gets put into this r- ridiculous situation and is able to come out on top. And realize that you know he wanted to be a hero. You literally get to see the fire light in his eyes. And so, yeah, which was pretty interesting. And I, I mean, <sighs> I think I, I think what really caught me initially was how ridiculous the, the villains are, yeah. right? Because they're they're all basically stereotypes of some cartoon villain at one point or another, and they know it. It's almost like they all know that that's what they are because they all say those really stereotypical things and do the stereotypical yeah. moves and all of that type of stuff. And I like that the main character is essentially the exact opposite of all of that. Yeah. You know, he's not flashy. He doesn't want to talk about who no, he his is. His costume is stupid you know, looking. Yeah. yeah. It's just, he doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to, you to know who he is. He just wants to fight and hope that it takes more than one punch right. before it's over. Well, in that fight, it did take more than one punch. He had to do like some dip move and like rip the guy's eyes yes. out and then in a ridiculous army of darkness style fashion <laughs> everything starts shooting out through his eye socket and dousing everything around that's what him. i was like oh this is why ryan likes the show <laughs> right i'm sure right then you were like okay i get it i get it See, i just looked at that and i was like i need butter like, <laughs> right well and what's funny delicious. is the transition from that scene is you see the reflection of crab meat in saitama's bald head yeah while he's at the supermarket in his full hero get up so uh, yeah, I mean, he obviously was reminded too. So no, I, I started watching the show on an airplane. So when that scene happened, I actually laughed out loud on an airplane, which I don't like doing. Which but. when it switched <laughs> to him in the like, supermarket, or just like that, the ridiculous. Those are just the ridiculous. That is one of my daily goals: is to make you laugh out loud when I know you're sitting at work with your headphones on in a quiet workplace. <laughs> but no, it was when I, like, the, the the ash moment, essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah, the it was great moment. It was great. Yeah. And a little fact for you from the first episode, I don't know how much you looked into it, but um, the kid with the ball, ch- the testicle chin, <laughs> um, if you pay attention later in the series, the guy that formed the Heroes Association has that same chin, so yeah, it's kind that, of implied that it's his dad. It's his grandpa. Oh. Or grandpa. Yeah, yeah, sure, there you go. It's, or it's like his I guess I, didn't make, I did not make that connection. Yeah. Too, too much time had passed, I think. So I think uh, that was... his grandpa who forms the, the oh, Heroes Association. Association. That's cool. Yeah, it's just a little... Now, the timeline works out really well because that the, the Heroes Association is about as old as Saitama was when he decided to start right, training. Right, when he still had his hair. Yeah, so... 
Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so also uh, Jordan brought up in chat that mm. the uh, the steroid brother from episode one is from Attack on Titan. And yeah, that's an obvious, oh, okay, obvious yeah. uh, correlation there uh, and pretty funny. Yeah. Because he's, you know, talking about how he's the most strongest man and you get, like, all this backstory for this character who's defeated, like, in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it's... Well, not only is he defeated, but Saitama convinces him to kill his brother. Yeah. Like... Slash smash his brother yeah. on the shoulder because he's an idiot. Yeah. Like, he's, he might be the strongest man in the world, but he's an idiot, you know, the... the it's kind of, he takes Titan. out both of them. Yeah. We almost got more background for characters that died in the episode they were introduced in than the ones that made it all season. Right. Or multiple episodes. You know, because they're still... Well, there's kind of... 700 characters. Right. It's like He-Man. They're, they have, you know, if they have to have the toy line that has every character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they... they... It's really for the for most of the show. It's Saitama and Genos, right? Um, and whatever the bad guys are at that point in time. But it's really towards the end, the last maybe four episodes, where you see people come in and stay in, and they don't get rotated out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah and they start bringing in all these other heroes. And I mean, was it just me or like other than a couple of them? Most of the heroes were just jerks. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, imagine how that would be in real life. Like you, if you're the S class hero, yeah. then you're obviously at the top of the game. Everybody looks up to you. You know, so, I would probably get a little bit of a complex too. I, I looked up the Wikipedia to fill in some gaps in my knowledge and stuff like that. And it's funny because in the descriptions for a lot of heroes, it's like idiotic, blah blah, yeah, arrogant, blah blah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, all yeah. right. Well, because like you had the um, the guy who's the actor who was the top uh, on my mask or whatever. His name yeah, that was it. Yeah. He's uh, no, he's class a number rank one yeah. and he was handsomely masked. Sweet mask is what it says on my, <laughs> on my piece of paper. He so. was specifically there just so he could stop people from, from getting, getting class. to class. People that didn't deserve to be there. Well, that he felt didn't right. deserve to be there. That's right. the key, right? That's the real trick is he felt that he understood and knew what was best. And the way you rank is in popularity. Well, there's two scales. There's the popularity kind of like social ranking but then yeah, like there's a social media for heroes basically basically right. yeah but then there's also like a legit association ranking based off of like your abilities what you've done recently yeah. yeah and if you don't fight so many people in a certain amount of time you like lose that's your... only if you're a c class yeah. okay. if you go up to yeah. b class then you don't lose your ranking anymore. Right. that's nice yeah. yeah but apparently in class c that uh you if you don't do anything in a week you you just get kicked out is that what it is yeah, yeah. I can't remember. He which i felt like well considering what? like because i think say thomas starts at like Rank two fifty two, I think. He's like right. way down there. So like that's a lot of people. Yeah, there's only five hundred and fifty heroes. So like he's in the last class. Bottom half of yeah. the last class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I literally have two heroes on my list for class C because those are the only ones that were relevant at all in the series. So um, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. There were a few when um, when as uh, Dakra was pointing out the Sea King in chat when they were fighting all of the sea creatures. There were a lot. There were a couple class Cs. In well, that no. When they were fighting the sea creatures, there was class. There were two class A: Stinger and then the guy with the rocket boots. But then when the sea, Deep Sea King came out, there was some like C class heroes and an A class. Okay. Yeah. Snack. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. When there were Snack. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. That that was. I'm talking later when they were. Um... Uh, in the yeah, that was Snack the and like a couple other the dude with like the boxing gloves or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but when they were fighting, when the the deep sea creatures came out, it was Stinger, the guy with like the bamboo shoot right. with the. Uh, he shell did pretty on. well. That was pretty. He was a cool character. Like yeah. that's the thing about the heroes is most of them were really cool, and the ones that weren't really cool were hilarious. So I mean, it worked out. You know? And if you weren't one of those two things, you weren't around very long. No, so. you pretty much got killed <laughs> off or just disappeared. Yeah. Um, 
I will say that I did think it was a little odd that there was only one female hero. It is odd, yes. but there's more in the there's more in the manga. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure so there has but to I be, also think that that's like because how many female characters were there in comic books for a long time, like in superheroes for a long time, there wasn't really that many female heroes. So I feel like I it's kind of yeah. I don't think that, it's necessarily. Internalized misogyny or anything like that. I think it's a reflection of the comic book world and it's more of the satire because there are like twice as many characters in the manga and uh, the very little bit of information about season two is that more females will be introduced. And it's also worth noting that the only really female hero that you see the whole time is S class number two. So yeah, she's, yeah, she is way up there. And you but never I mean, see S class number one. So I mean, exactly. It Aside could from be a some girl, of the like. Minions and some of the bigger armies, um, but only Mosquito Girl is the female villain. She was cool. Yeah, she was awesome. I kind of, I, I thought she was gonna come back at some point, maybe because drawing power from blood is always cool. And this is totally weird, but I love that most of the time women get that power. It's just (laughs) well, and she was like over sexualized, like just so ridiculous because that's what animes and like and superhero stuff do. do. Yeah, like. Everything got bigger when she like, <laughs> was drinking the blood, and, you know. Uh, but yeah, but again, that was great. And it was also, a really, I thought it was a unique idea. Like, there's one thing to be like a vampire type creature, right? right? But when you, she has the mosquitoes get the blood for her and then bring it back for her, that's, yeah. that's really neat. I'm yeah. not sure anybody else has done that before. You're probably. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't. I, I, I thought it was cool. I, it is cool. I thought that was. I can really only neat. name two other characters that have like blood-related powers that I know of, and I don't even remember their names because usually they get canceled. And you well, know, yeah. I think I know you said you didn't really love the first couple, two or three episodes, but they. I think those were important in, um, first of all, showing that. Saitama is super bored with his life yeah. because you were kind of. I mean, in those shows. It's called One Punch Man. You had a, I mean, the whole show almost with that uh, Mosquito Girl, you're seeing Genos get his butt whooped. And he's a mm. super powerful cyborg created for battle and everything right. like that. And, you know, he was getting ready to self-destruct and kill himself to save everybody. Um, and then Saitama shows up naked and punches him. <laughs> and punches her and she's dead. So, uh, but, you, I mean, you see him get his arm chopped off and get, like, his sides ripped out and, like, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So I think a lot of that was done to establish Saitama's power level. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, so you know that even this crazy cyborg can't beat this book. This guy can beat him one punch. Especially, you know, when he got, they do get put in their classes and Genos is class S. Yeah. And... Say Thomas C. Bob Which is weird. You would C. think that so. having the physical, like, because they said that he blew the, re- you know, kill all the records mm-hmm. for the physical tests, you know, that you would think that would be more important than a written test for. As someone well, who has to do written tests and practicals for certifications, you'd think so. You'd think so. But. They don't care about the written. And that's care. probably done, you know, that's probably done on purpose. I, I think, though, in this case, it's almost like an aptitude test. And you don't, the idea was that the C-class people are the ones who are going after the purse snatchers, right? right. The low-level people. The and you don't, you don't want somebody who's not intelligent or um, fair-minded doing the big stuff where right. people are going to die. 
I think is kind of the idea. Now, yeah. obviously, maybe like, like decision making. Says yeah, the man like who now, actually enjoys taking tests and uh, enjoys putting tests. Well, together. he could probably apparently be an S class hero just for being really good at taking tests. So, however, to be to be my own to do my own devil's advocate here, the S class heroes, that. other than um, Silverfang, were all kind of like not Jerks. real great people so i'm not yeah. sure how well they did on the test either it's probably they started out really well and then they've they been that way heads. for a couple of years and yeah. you know absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah yeah so the show does pick up when you get to the heroes association um genos is getting all this fan mail and everything and saitama just gets like a letter saying we know you're a fake and leeching off the other heroes stop or something like that i just felt so bad he did get the one thanks yeah from the the human rider yeah yeah the rider Um, i love that guy I actually thought early on that he, he was going to be a bit of an, not a villain, but an antagonist to um, Saitama because he was getting the fame. Right. But, you know, they didn't go that route, obviously. So we got, shortly after the Heroes Association is introduced, you get to meet the, the Deep Sea King, which, I'm just going to say it, my favorite hero, or my favorite villain in the whole, uh, series. whole series. Yeah. He was hilarious to watch. He was very powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, just really, really good villain. I loved that they brought rain into the mix and that like powered him up, rehydrated him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love I love that. That was really cool. The, the, I like that's incredibly clever. I thought it was pretty neat, yeah. right? Because like you know they're they're fighting and it's not you know it's it's pretty even you know back it was the uh, the uh, the ninja kid. Um, oh, Speedo Sonic. That's Sonic it. So, yeah, the really well, redundant first, one that I can't remember. First, it uh, who was it? First? Well, he that's where that's where the first... power up with the rain happens. Oh, okay, yeah, is is with Sonic. well with Piri Piri Prisoner, but it really starts kicking in when you oh, get was to it? well, I mean that's when it starts raining. I thought maybe maybe, I'm maybe you're right. Maybe I'm maybe I've got it flipped in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, well, that ninja speed Sonic Speedo Sonic or whatever it is, <laughs> the ridiculous redundant name is. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely see it then because when he's like he's faster, you know, and things yeah. like that. But of course, he's a deep seeking. He's like a sponge when you know he gets more powerful when it's raining and he's wet. Yeah, it's, it was great. Yeah. I agree that that was clever. And it went on for a really long time. A lot, a lot of heroes were involved. A lot of scenes were involved, and so he definitely required the most attention. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, he defeated several heroes. I mean, C class, A class, you know. Uh, and then you get uh, into the big time like superhero trope part of that, which is where Newman Rider, Moomin Rider, how do you say his name? He shows up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a C class hero. He's the top of C class, right? So he is not powerful at all. Genos just got destroyed. Destroyed. He was an S class, and uh, you know you get. Newman Rider who gets knocked away instantly, right? And then he shows up and he's like going on this big monologue about how it's not about winning or losing. It's about me fighting you right now. And then you get the little kid watching and he's going, Newman Rider, you're the cyclist for justice. You can do it. And then the people are like, yeah, cheering, watching. Hey, no, no, you choked up. You know you choked up. I mean, in that scene, it was very much like the, like uh, Spider-Man 2 when yes. he's like holding the train and it's like everybody's cheering him on yeah. except that they did, it didn't do anything. Spider-Man 1 where like Mary Jane's hanging from the crane right. and they're throwing stuff at Green Goblin like you mess with Spider-Man you mess with New yeah. York. Like, Well in this case it didn't do anything it was, <laughs> he got instantly picked up by his arm and slammed up and down like this and thrown in the air. For me it was very much uh, Rocky Four. If it had actually happened, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the five ten Rocky doesn't is not gonna go up against the six four guy. Like it's not. 
not happening, right? That's right. what it felt like to me. He just swats them away, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, but I did kind of like that when uh, when Saitama catches him, he's like, "You did good. That was a good fight." You yeah. Human Rider. He's just a dude. Like yeah. he's the bicyclist he for justice. He literally have, rides a bike. Yeah. He has no powers. No. None. Everybody else seems to have powers of some kind. Yeah. Right. Some ability or something. Some right. advancement. He had nothing. He literally just wants to be a hero and does everything he can. And he, I mean, to be fair, he was successful because he stalled yeah. long enough for Saitama to show up. Yeah. So. And at one point, Saitama was riding on the or like on the back of the bike on the <laughs> yeah, and this Venus Sonic guy runs by naked. He's like, "Did you just see a naked guy run by?" <laughs> so weird. Yeah, this is such a ridiculous thing. And that's another theme in the whole show is there's a lot. And this is why I'm surprised you didn't get into it because there's so much beefy male nudity. <laughs> oh my god! Are you okay? She loves it so much. She slammed her head. Just just hit her so head. ridiculous. Uh, no, like basically everybody's Zangief. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they all have to get naked at some point, you know. And uh, and there's a joke about that with a Puri Puri prisoner, yeah. Where he's like, I just chase all the good looking men, and he's an S class hero. And he yeah. like, when he's fighting Deep Sea King, he does his angel style, which is basically him like ripping all his clothes off, and he's completely <laughs> naked. But they just have a strategic shadow, yeah. But his where muscles his, where his no leg one is, is up somewhere specific, yeah. yeah and and yeah. his muscles where there's no muscles on a human and. and <laughs> Sonic Speedo Sonic or whatever his name is is like this is disgusting. I can't watch this. This is definitely one of the shows where muscles build their own muscles. Yeah, right. And well, that's, that's his power. Yeah. Apparently, is that he can just get beefier and beefier, and he gets so mad when Deep Sea King and he goes into his angel form and it rips the sweater <laughs> that his boyfriend knit yeah. for him, and he gets so mad, <laughs> so mad, uh, and so mad bad. that he beat up the other boys that he has eye on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, characters like that are so ridiculous. And there's actually a scene when he does, I think, his Dark Angel style. Where it's a complete, uh, I think, kind of not rainbow bright. It might be Sailor Moon. It's like where he goes into like rainbow colors when he's oh, doing his transformation. Yeah. It's completely like, you know, going off that. It, it was. But great. They, yeah, he, everybody has their their you know their sayings or taglines. Yeah. So at the end, right there. The ship is crashing. They're running. They're trying to get away from the machine. He keeps saying "Angel Dash, Angel Dash." Yeah. And the guy behind him was like, "Don't stop saying it. Just do it." <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah, it was, that was great. And that's a reference to a lot of other you know, yeah. shows where they do that. You know, even where Street Fighter, they say their, oh, they say their out stuff. Out loud, yeah. yeah, Hadouken. You know, they yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah, because if you don't say it, it's not going to work. Right. So you got to say it. Yeah. But, yeah. So I mean, it, which makes which makes Saitama even a little bit better because like. Sometimes he does say stuff once in a blue moon. Right. Right? But rarely. Most right, of the time, right. he's just moving around. Yeah, and... he says, like, consecutive normal punches or something. It's like, okay, <laughs> we get it. You don't really care. This is easy for you, you know? Yeah. Um, so eventually, you know, you see a few more fights. I think Deep Sea King was one of the big ones in there. There may have been some other ones in there that, that you liked that, that stood out to you. Uh, Boros was obviously the Boros the was big, really cool. I thought that that was a lot game. of fun. Um, so, I liked the, um, the underground creatures in the dream. Yes, well, that was a great yeah. fight just in general because, I mean, it shows what he would fight like if he cared and had any challenge, right. you know, but obviously he doesn't. And that was, a, that was a really cool scene. I thought those were really cool bad guys, so when it turned out to be a dream, I was a little bummed. Yeah, <laughs> so but like, it makes sense because but, it's like, this is what that guy would dream about. He yeah. wants to fight. That's all he wants in life, you know, that and the sale at the supermarket. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> His face when Genos wants to oh, move God. in is one of the best scenes I think in the whole season. Yeah, because uh, he's G- so upset. He's so okay. upset. Genos is like, Genos is like, all right, I'm gonna be back later. Okay, see ya. <laughs> you know, yeah. like no big deal. And then he shows up with this giant bag. He's like, can I move in? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and Genos is, is the traditional stereotype of, you know, a guy with a tragic backstory yes. showing up waiting for somebody to teach him. And, yeah. you know, so that's a trope in itself. Now, and I liked I, how they, they flipped it because the guy who, you know, he's the machine with all of the power, yeah. all of the test scores. Looking at him, he should be the one that's teaching right? him. He gets the S class and he's the disciple for... And he knows that, he, that like, Saitama is this powerful guy and everybody else is like, what's this guy doing here? Nobody else gets it. No. I like that. That yeah, cool. I mean, they start the Hero Association started to get it after the Deep Sea King fight, but a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So the next big like three episodes, I think, were Boros towards the end. Yes, um, who is this alien, alien that's based off of a Dragon Ball Z character of some kind? Um, and he shows up in a giant ship, and they're basically have enough power. Right before this, there's a prophecy from a, yeah. I can't remember what the the woman's name is. The pro yeah, like, something she's like simple. She's in one something. scene. I can't remember. Yeah, but she basically predicts that there's going to be this huge thing that could destroy the earth. And then soon. she dies then from she, a cough drop. Yeah, she she has a tragic end. There, that whole but. explanation is an example of how they just go on and on about the most mundane right. stuff. Right? Well, she started coughing and then she wouldn't really stop coughing, so we gave her a cough drop and the cough drop didn't really work. And then, yeah. and then she choked on it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And they're all, all these S-Class heroes that are like, why are we Yeah, here? there's like, they, they gather, they page all the S-Class heroes in and like most of them show up. Most of them. Um, and that's your first introduction to a lot like of the heroes, lot. Metal Bat, uh, Atomic Samurai, mm-hmm. um, the guy that eats all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't. Um, Metal Knight, you got to see before that. Child Emperor, I think that was the first time yes. you got to see him. Mm-hmm. Silver Fang, you had seen earlier in the season we with had. Meteor. Yep. Um, was that Pig God, the guy that eats all the time? I think yes. that's what it was. Yes, that was him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but there's empty seats, and they go through, and they tell you this is rank one, and it's blast, and he's not here. They have like right. a little thing on the screen that says that. So you don't really ever get to see all the S-Class heroes, not even number one. Um, but you do meet Tatsumaki, who's number two, and uh, there's a that fun little exchange between Genos and uh, and Saitama and her about how she's just an annoying little girl and and needs to leave them alone or something. And she got really annoyed because they wouldn't listen to her. They were yeah. they, they, they weren't scared of yeah. her, you know. Whereas though, everybody else in the world is, yeah, she's very she's well known. And, well, I mean, she does have intense psychic abilities. She like, she brought a meteor in to to crush something. I would feel like her and Saitama battling could be kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I thought the same thing, and it still might, but then when Saitama gets onto Boros' ship mm-hmm. and runs into the most powerful psychic in the universe, Goryugenshoop, <laughs> and throws a rock through its head <laughs> and, while he's monologuing. Well, I mean, right. that's the thing, we should be caught monologuing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, everybody else is, so I don't know why not. <laughs> She's a bad guy. Well, cause she, she, does, she talks less than most of the other characters until you ignore her, and then she gets really mad and doesn't stop. Yeah, you never really see how Saitama would deal with like a psychic attack, so yeah. it's possible that like his bald head is protecting him from that or something. <laughs> there you I go. I don't know. I, I mean, like the bald it. head is a joke throughout the whole series, and it's something that he's very sensitive about, yeah. it seems like. He has like a special thick skull like the other guy. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> The, you know, the, the workout he does, maybe it thickens his skull, but... All right, so let's, I do want to talk about the workout yeah. a little bit, because, so, he finally it's is ridiculous. revealing his secret yeah. in the House of Evolution, and everybody stops. You know, there's a couple of bad guys, Genos is there, he's like, all right, fine, I'll tell you guys what I do. And it gets real intense, and it's, like, really ramped up energy, and he says all this, like, totally... A hundred sit-ups! A hundred push-ups! A hundred hundred squats, or lunges, or something. Yeah. A ten-kilometer run, every day! Do it, do all the pain! And then, like, that's it. Yeah. And Gino's like, wait, what? And Gino's at the time has like this big afro because he got blasted right, or something. Right. Yeah. He's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. He's like, that's just normal strength Yeah, that's training. just like working out. It's like working out. <laughs> There's what else? I mean, yeah, I mean, it... There's theories, and we can get into that later. I cracked if you want, up. But on that. Uh, there's theories about where his power actually comes from. Well, why don't you get know. into that? Like right now, we're cutting it. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the theories online is that he was able to break his limiter as a human. Like he realized when he was talking about how you do all these exercises, no matter how much it hurts, you do this number every day. Mm-hmm. They think that he broke his limiter that would keep him from like reaching maximum potential or whatever. So he's basically has no limit <clears throat> to his power and is, and is untouchable. That's, that's the biggest theory out there for why he has his power. Yeah. And I mean, at the end when he does defeat Boros, Boros knows that he's still held back. Yeah. Right. Well, it's pretty obvious. So... I mean, you, the viewer knows that too. It's, I mean, his, he does, consecutive normal punches and that obviously tears Boros up you know he's he doesn't beat him but then when he's like I'm gonna do my finishing move move serious punch and it's like okay so he's taking it a little seriously but um bald heads have special abilities which is why that Doc Rev says that in chat which is why I'm working on mine there you go yeah see you just gotta start doing the 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 crunches I'm doing them all right now at the same time right right now I'm I'm not even out of breath okay (laughs) So one, th- I want to touch on my theory about why maybe you didn't like it. it yeah, it's it something as simple as the subtitles. Um, but the way that the show is written basically goes against every rule that you learn when you're learning. And I know you have written in your past and, and enjoyed I have, writing. Yeah. Um, basically, any rule that you learn in writing, this show went against it. You have to have conflict to make a story interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Generally. There's no conflict in this because basically everything is him punching somebody and them dying. No, <laughs> the conflict is an inner struggle. Like, that's not... That's... that's Well, it's it's presented as a more physical... His inner struggle is not really an inner struggle, though. It's just like him being bored because, I mean, he wants something, but it's not, you know... I don't know. Yeah, his whole... Con- I mean, that's, that's not like Batman or Spider-Man's inner struggle. <laughs> like, well, it's much it's more like his conflict is just he wants somebody he can punch more than once. Yeah. That's his... Right. That's his but in 13 episodes... <laughs> Everything that leads up to the fights, the main fights in the episode, make it look like this is it. This is the climax. And that's never the climax. Because it's ridiculous. The guy gets blown up in one punch and then there's, you know, Saitama is going to cook the noodles later. (laughs) The pieces of that monster in in his soup. And that's, you know. I I mean, I think that, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some other things in there that go way against the writing or way way against the writing rules that you're taught to right. make an interesting story um, i mean i love satire and so i think that's why i really got into it because that's most of what the show is yeah. is satire um but there's a lot of really unique stuff about it i liked how they kind of had a post-credit scene on every episode yeah. and they brought back somebody who yeah the voice actors would come back and yeah, like, yeah and, do something and, and yeah they, they'd all have their little spiel and it was all in character and yeah. everything and it was it was kind of cool because these characters these are only twenty two minute episodes yeah. and some of these characters are only in the one episode because they got blown up right. you know and like the headlight guy the guy that's like a car in only that one cool. like, I love that guy he's like I'm gonna put a spit shine on that headlight and he's gone you yeah. know he, at least he got his line though right right sorry you were talking no about I just, I like that Doug I felt like they were able to really capture the essence of these characters that had you know six minutes of screen time yeah yeah in the whole season so. I, I like that, and I got through the you know the first season. It's only I think it, on Netflix there's only twelve, 12 episodes. episodes yeah. yeah, so you know twelve episodes. You're talking not even six hours of content because they're only twenty two and change a piece. Right. Um, 
but it was really fun and it was really good and it left me only wanting more when it ended I was like, maybe there is a 13th episode. There's more, right? And, you know, there isn't, of course. And there are some other episodes out there. that They did an OPM or whatever. I, I, or not OPM. There's something else that's, like, it had some extra episodes of his, um, like, backstory. You get to oh. see more. Um, I think it'll release when the Blu-ray releases in America. They'll have those on there. But I watched, I was able to find one online, and it was talking about, it was a story of him and, like, the guy that made his suit for him and, like, how that whole process went down. And it was pretty interesting. Uh, and how he got his apartment. Uh, yeah, know. the apartment was kind of funny. Yeah. You find out they, that he's like living in this completely abandoned yeah. part of the city. <laughs> city Z or something like that that's yeah. been destroyed by monsters and is quarantined Multiple off. Times. Because it's, that's where the monsters always show up, it seems like. Um, but nobody so, knows what happens to him because he's not registered. Who was so. your favorite hero in the show? <sighs> My favorite hero. Yeah. That's really You can even tough. go deep. Like, you can go Tank Top Tiger if you want. Or... No, definitely not the Tank Top Brothers. <laughs> no, it's not even just uh, the brothers. In the manga, there's a whole family. There's yes. the, there's a woman tank in the Tank Top yes. uh, group, and it's it's great. There's I, a vegan. I think I think I, I think I really like Tornado. I thought she was really interesting yeah. because... Terrible Tornado. Terrible Tornado. Because yeah. she was obviously incredibly powerful, but they never would really let her do what she wanted to do. So she's she's ranked number two in S class, and they're constantly like, "All right, actually, you know what? We changed our minds. Come back." Yeah, you know, and like I'm like, "What if she were allowed to just do whatever?" Well, I mean, you what get to see she, what she can do a little bit in, in the Boros fight. You know, she, she's picking things yeah. up with her mind. Well, and she does send the meteor down to crash on yeah. the the, the dinosaur, the, the Godzilla guy. Right, um, I forget his name. Yeah, you know. So I thought she was pretty cool. Um, visually, she was pretty interesting compared to some. A lot of, the other of people ones, cosplay but, her. That's a pretty popular yeah. costume. So I mean, that was cool. Um, I would like to know more about Silver Fang. Silver Fang is towards the top of my list too. He's yeah. he's so great. Like when he gets bashed in the Boros fight into, yeah. the, into the concrete wall, and he comes out, and he's like a super ripped. He's like, I need to do more full body workouts. But he's like, <laughs> he's like totally ridiculous. Jacked. He's like an old man with like this huge muscly body. Mm-hmm. It's like, like the old Bowflex commercials, like the sixty year old. What is with you and like ripped old dudes? Like I don't know. This guy, you love soldier. Like that's true. Um, so Silver Fang, he was, he was a little bit like Soldier 76. He, he did have that kind of appeal, yeah. Um, he was near the top of my list, but I think Curry Curry Prisoner is right up there too, right? Just because how ridiculous the character is. Yeah. And he, he's a, like his look, the way he looks is hilarious. You know, the way he fights, he does the angel dash and like angel style, he's very flair, you know. I was a little confused by him because why is he still an S-class hero if he's been in jail and broke out of jail? Because, I mean, I think he's based on the power, like, his power level and that fact that he's a good person, but he can't resist uh, good-looking men. And so, you know, that's why he gets put into jail. Because yeah. of, like, rape or I sexual I mean, harassment? It's not really implied like, rape. It's implied sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, and mostly to other heroes. Like, yeah, mostly to other heroes. He really likes heroes. And that keeps his that eyes was on. a little weird for me. I just thought but, he was ridiculous. Like, the way... Yeah, like, yeah. His angel style and like ripping the shirt, the the. <laughs> I like I like the biker. The biker. Oh, was human cool. rider. So yeah. I actually think he's the most heroic guy in the whole show. Oh, my yeah. brother and I argued about it. He, my brother said he thought it was Genos, but I think Genos still has powers at the end of the day, and so yeah. there's a lot less that can hurt him versus what can hurt the cyclist for justice. Well, because like look at what happens to Genos in the fight with the Crab King, yeah, the Sea King, yeah. right? I mean, he essentially gets melted down to nothing. Yeah. Right, because he takes a shot. Like this little girl is about yeah. to get acid spit on her, and he dies. In and front he's of a it. great hero, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But he survived that. He yeah. had his arms ripped off, and he got new ones. And, if Human Rider you know, had done that, it would have be, been a yeah. very different story. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that you're right because 
Ryder knows, like, this is it. Like, I'm dying, but yeah. maybe I can hold out long enough for somebody else to get here right. and protect the people. That's a big deal. That's a hero. So, yeah. yeah. That's, so I, I definitely agree. And that's a deep, I, that, even though that scene was kind of a joke, that is a deep theme for the character. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I do like those. Self-sacrifice kind of is huge. Yeah. The scene had some levity to it, and it was tongue-in-cheek, but it was still an important scene. Yeah. You know, it kind of showed why the the good heroes are there versus why more of the selfish heroes are there. Right. Right. Some wanted the fame. Some want the, the fan letters and stuff. Others like Ryder just want to help people. Well, and Saitama did at the end of that fight go, these good thing. These guys all weakened it for me so I could beat it with just one punch, you know, and it's, you know, he, he was a little mad, I think he but. was mad, but I mean, I feel like he did give at least a little credit to the hero, to the other heroes that were there, even though there was probably some sarcasm in there. He was just, you yeah. know, I don't know. I like to think that, you know, he was, he doesn't care that much about rising through the ranks, obviously, because he's a B class. I think at the end. Well, that, but before the Boros fight, he is. I'm curious after. Yeah. I don't know. Does he get credit for that or not? I mean, he, nobody saw it happen. So that's the problem. Uh, so favorite villain. And you can answer these two, Rachel, if you have any input. Yeah, the favorite uh, villain. Well, for the first couple episodes that I watched, probably Mosquito Girl. Yeah, that she was, was pretty cool. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, that so either Mosquito Girl, Boros, and the and the Sea King are the top three. I'm not sure what order they're in. Yeah, but they were definitely the most interesting and fun to watch. Because the rest, I feel like, just showed up and left too quickly. Yeah, that's true. So. But I mean, you got like the head, the car guy, you know, and then you got yeah, some of them cool. that were like quick, but they made a big impression because they were hilarious, you know. There were some or very... like the beast people, the guys that like he's like you haven't uh, met the beast the master, and he shows up with the eyes like this guy. Is that what you're talking about? The House of Evolution. Yeah, guys. House of Evolution, yeah. yeah, that was a fun scene, you know, but it was hard to kind of keep you know know who was who because they were around so short. Right, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he defeated like six characters in three minutes, you know. So they. They were cool designs. I mean, the artists did a great job. You know, they just weren't around very long. So I think my favorite sequence in the whole whole series was when um, they're in the like arena or whatever. Genos is fighting Deep Sea King, and there's a, there's one part where uh, it's like a video game almost, where it like cuts around and it sh- it shows him like going in a big circle and coming around and hitting the Deep Sea King. But just the way the art was done or the way it was animated in that one scene was very different than a lot of the mm-hmm. other. In the series, and I thought it was really Oh, when cool. he used his remaining arm to, like, yes. boost yeah. forward and yeah. do, do the kick thing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. cool. That was, was there any scenes like that that stood out for you? Um, Man, that's a good point. There were some cool scenes. Um, I liked... And this one wasn't... Um, really wasn't any of the good guys, I guess. But I liked when Sonic uh, basically was beheading all those guys yeah. in that little, like, valley area or whatever. I thought that scene was really, done really well. Because, I mean... He's straight up beheading like three dozen people, but they did it in such a way that it was actually kind of funny, right? Which is a weird thing to say. Uh, the sentence I would never, never thought I would say. Uh, so I thought the way they handled that was pretty cool. Um, I know you love the animated animated a crotch jiggle when he gets punched in. The, that was pretty funny because like hilarious. he felt really bad like it was an accident, you know. But that was pretty funny. Um, I think I just liked that the animation changed. That it just it suited the tone of whatever was happening, right? So like there were some of the shots where uh, you know Saitama is like like really powered up and like ready to do something crazy and he's like totally cut and it's really detailed. Yeah, like, 
Those are some really well done. Yeah, shots. I love those. <laughs> I, mean, I want to at the next convention we go to. I'm, I'm going to get some commissions done of of uh, like serious Saitama because I thought I love the way. Saitama. Even though that they're making fun of that, can we get you like a moods of Saitama? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, happy, sad, angry. Yeah, I'd be good with that. Because I mean, there's just so many different versions of him, and you know, the, uh, everybody else kind of gets some slight variations, but Saitama obviously gets the most. Yeah. So, um, what do you want to see in season two? And that comes out. I want to know what what the the deal was with um, uh, was it Metal Knight? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Uh, oh, when, yeah. The, my mask is like watch out. Or yeah. What was it? Him that said that? Watch out for that guy or something like that. To Gino. It was um, it was the other the guy who had like a robot helmet. Um, shoot, John blank on his name now because he he wasn't in a lot hmm. of it. But Genos was warned about Metal Knight. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what Derek's talking about. You could, yeah, you that's this was yeah. right. So I'm very curious what that was all about. I would really like to know. Um, Drive Knight. That's who. Oh, okay, that's yeah. who warned him was Drive Knight, and I, I'd like to know what that was about. Um, <clears throat> I I have a theory that maybe that has to do with the cyborg that Genos was originally hunting for. Probably because the they didn't really do anything with that. Yeah, I mean they started to, but then the other story took over. So so I would think it's that. Um, I want to. I I kind of want to see. I want to see Saitama ranked number one in S-Class and just not care. Yeah. <laughs> right? And have all the other S-Class people mad at him for, like, being rank one. But, like, he doesn't really care that he's right. rank one, but they all do. Um, and uh, I'd like to see some more team-up stuff. Yeah. You know? That was definitely the best part for me when they all teamed up at the end. Oh! Cool. Favorite, I think probably my favorite little sequence is probably when he's on the moon. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, looking around, <laughs> and he throws the rock at me. Yeah, yeah, he's like, huh. Yeah. He's holding and his breath the whole back time. To her. Yeah, I th- that was really cool. It was cool, yeah. That, that was, was really cool. Um, I think what I'm looking forward to in Season 2 is maybe that the thing that happened with Boros was not what the chick was predicting. Ooh. And maybe there's something even bigger. I like They that need a new threat too. level, you know, to... to Go beyond whatever happened. I don't know. Saitama level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll do like super serious punch or something, you know? Or or consecutive serious punches. You there know? you go. So, uh, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to mostly. And like you said, more team-ups. And I hope they keep the same animation team on because yeah. the, what they did was brilliant, I thought. It was just really, as much as I talk about visuals and movies and stuff, it was very Which good. is an important part of it, the and media. Visual media. Visual media. No, I, I think that the animation was awesome. It was really fun. I, I would like to see some more world building, though, you know? Yeah. Because, like, it's supposed world to be... building is great. It really yeah. is. Well, because there's some shots like when he's on the moon and they look back at Earth and you can see it. I mean, that's not a continent we actually have. Right. So I'm curious what that Earth is supposed to be like. You know, is it one giant continent and it's just these 26 cities, A through Z, or is it just continents? one country and there's other countries? Like, right. I'm very curious what that's all like. So... So you want a lot of world building. You're all well, about. I mean, I like, if there's other countries and stuff, do they get these giant monster creatures too? Do they, do have they the also have heroes? Right? Yeah. Kind of the, the conversations we've had about like Hunger Games and Pan Am, right? Yeah. Like what's happening in Asia and Africa and Europe in that world. So That's a cool thought. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. All right. So that's that's. Probably it. <laughs> Doc Rev uh, hopes that Jack Black voices somebody in season two. <laughs> oh, I do want to ask. To get that joke, you'll have to watch last week's episode. This is the biggest debate on the internet. Who wins in a fight? <laughs> Superman, Goku, or Saitama? Oh my gosh, I don't know. So I know the most about Superman. I'm going to ding my nerd cred here a little bit. I don't know enough about Goku. Okay, Superman or Saitama. 
Well, at this quick point, answer, Derek. We're at the end of our time. No, I mean, I think as far as like strength goes, they're they're probably matched. Um, is probably what I would say there. They can both be in space, but sometimes Superman can't breathe either, just like Saitama can't. So it I think it would just who's writing him. So it's yeah. like Thor versus Superman. It's like you, you like, know, it kind of just who you're yeah. It depends with. which version it is and what the scenario is. I think it could go either way. It you should post that on the internet and see how many angry responses you get. Right. Well, Our like, YouTube video will look like child's play. Well, because here's the so Saitama had to breathe, right? And so if Superman doesn't have to in this version and can get him far enough away from a breathable planet, then Saitama could suffocate. Right, but if Saitama's superpower is so, that he can beat anybody. Because is that, is that what his power is? I mean, is? we don't know. But he, he can punch anybody hard enough, but... So he can't punch Superman because he's not I didn't, fast enough I didn't say he can't, but oh he got... Gosh. But Saitama was punched into outer space once. No reason Superman can't do the same type of thing. That's I mean, to saying. be fair, you don't. So. There's you know however many years of Superman canon, and there's like a mega. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, there's not. You don't really get any feats. My, my question would be like if it, if Boros had punched Saitama into space, and the moon wasn't where it was, how far would Saitama have gone, and would he have survived that? Yeah. Would have been my I mean, question. I don't really see. Right. So I don't know. So that's the end of our time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, do you have a thing? Oh, Ryan's got a thing. I do have a thing. If you don't give us money already, you should definitely do that. Um, we have a Patreon where you can do that easiest, but I can give you my personal PayPal, too, if that works. Uh, anyway, uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash heroes podcast. Uh, and in honor of our One Punch Man podcast, um, there is a One Punch Man hero generator out there where you type in your name that's and it gives you a hero. Well, and I did one for the three of us. Wow. Yes. I also did it for um, our other hosts. Ooh. And I think for our Patreon thing, there will be some piece of art accompanying these. Maybe it could be as simple as a Google search for the hero name and the funniest thing that comes up. Or maybe we'll have an artist draw. We don't know. Because right. I just dropped this on Derek. Anyway. Okay. Okay. okay, so mine was Masked Heretic. I'm, <laughs> I'm a like class it. C hero. Aww. My power is telekinesis. Ooh. My secret ability is that I come from a rich family, apparently. <laughs> My weakness is that I can't swim. So that's so I'm basically Bruce Willis from, uh, from Unbreakable. <laughs> Unbreakable. Rachel... Her hero is Wolf Angel, and I did not. This is just what like I typed my name in twice to see if it gave me the same hero, and it did. So this is this, this is, is what legit. it is. This All is right. what it is. Uh, Wolf Angel, you're ranked B. Uh, okay. Your power is Weapon Mastery. Your secret ability is Break Dancing. Yes. And your weakness is that you're a drama queen. I did not write this. Okay. <laughs> this was from a random website. Okay. Only on the internet. And Derek, I'm sorry. <laughs> Delinquent Queen is your hero name. Your B rank hero. You have the power of weather control. I'm good with nice. that. Your secret ability is juggling, and your weakness is that you're a coward. This Make, is makes for a good hero. Yeah, really great hero. Uh, so John from our from gamer heroes, his his uh, hero name is Dangerous King. Okay. He, he's also ranked B. His power is that he's a summoner. Ooh. <laughs> His secret ability is that he has many followers on social media, <laughs> which is actually untrue. I run the social media page for Buster Props. <laughs> John has like a total of ten friends. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. His weakness is that he has no friends. <laughs> I'm, this is a... I didn't write this, John. Don't get mad at me. I feel like this algorithm has some inconsistencies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many followers on social media, but no friends. That's a very sad life. Uh, and Ian, who's the co-host on Costume Couture, yes, his hero name is Darkness Rider. He'd love that. 
His his rank is C, so me and him are the weakest of all of us, apparently. His power is intelligence. Aww. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ian. <laughs> uh, secret ability, he can wink with either eye, which apparently is a secret ability, and I didn't know that. I can't do that. His weakness is that he thinks he's cool and edgy, but he isn't. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come up with something that we'll all send right. out with our right. uh, Patreon thank you email for and video for, uh, or maybe we'll unveil them in the video. Yeah. Uh, we'll do something. We'll, we'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. Give us money. Yeah, check us out. slash heroes podcast. Next week, we are going to be doing our spoiler cast for one. Wonder Woman, so please go see Wonder Woman in theaters this weekend. Absolutely, talk with us. And we will talk it out. You can join us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroes podcast Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Yes. Don't forget to check out our other two shows, Costume Couture every Monday and Gamer Heroes on Fridays. What else? Anything else, guys? I think that's it. No. That, that is it. Hit us up at heroespodcast.com and at heroespodcast.com on all the social medias. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 